Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet, or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. This week, I am officially your host, Joe. You are always, every week, you are officially Joe. Never officially. You're always officially Joe. Okay, fine. Um, We're here to talk about episode 305, Rent. Of Loinlander. Correct. Outlander. Right. Wetlander? Very funny. So before we get into it, though, let's talk about the contest. Loinlander trivia. Yeah, so Loinlander trivia week uh, week two. Yep, much more Smashing success. success. Let's just call it what it was. Smashing success. So uh, not only did we get a lot of great answers, and a lot of them correct, to our question. Uh, You know what? Actually, I realized um, that when we talked about Loinlander trivia... We never actually gave the answer to the first question, and we had people retroactively, a few people wrote in and retroactively answered the first trivia question as well. So this is where I'm going to ask Megan live right now. We haven't talked about this. Should we give out the answers? I think we should. I feel like we should. Yeah, the first answer. So the the answer to the very first question, which the question was, uh, what um, popular movie with two Academy Award winning actresses had a brief cameo by Katrina Ball's feet, and that movie was one of my guilty pleasures. The Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada. You uh, you see her feet in one of the beginning montages of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which you would never know, but Megan is a nerd about these things, so she knows. Mm-hmm. I uh, saw an, I saw an interview with Katrina Ball talking about there it. There you go. Yeah. So, and then um, the answer to our last episode question, which was, uh, which major character died at the Battle of Culloden in the books, but in fact survived in the television rendition of Outlander. And the answer to that would, of course, be... Murta. Easy peasy. That one was a softball. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty smoking easy. Which and, apparently um, our listeners prefer. Yeah, yeah, they prefer smoking easy. So Fair enough. And then we'll try. Megan's got a doozy of a pickle coming up for you at the end of the show. Yep. And uh, yeah, hang tight. We'll get to that after. Okay, so we're going to talk about Rent. Uh, this was written by Tony Graffia, who's amazing and has written many, many, many fine Outlander episodes. She's your favorite writer. On the uh, show. She's what one of them. Anne Kenny is Kenny. definitely Sorry, one I'm of them. But Anne Kenny is um, didn't participate in season three after the episode where Jamie is, you know, has his beard and Scruffy Jamie. Scruffy Jamie, yeah. yeah. But Tony Graffia still going strong, writing for season four. Thank goodness, because right. she's great. Uh, directed by Brian Kelly, who, as we mentioned, has directed all of these episodes with the exception of the first one. So the title cards, uh, the title card of this episode shows a bunch of horses' feet on the move, which is kind of symbolic of what's going to be happening in this episode. Right. They're on the move. They are on the move. So this, just, when I first saw this episode, three, four years ago, whenever it first aired, this was the first episode of Outlander that I watched where I thought to myself, I think I love this show. This is where I really, really fell in love with Outlander. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Excellent. Um, In the very first scene, we have Claire reciting a poem by John Donne. And who comes to join her? Ned Gowan. Ned Gowan. Who I know because Megan has gushed about him many times, is one of, if maybe not the favorite character of Megan's he's, in this story. He's certainly one of my favorite Of the favorites. peripheral characters, yes, probably. Yes, I just think he's so wonderful. He comes and joins her. They recite together this beautiful poetry by John Donne. And then we that's juxtaposed with a shot of all the other men sort of bullying Willie and doing all sorts of shenanigans. shenanigans right. Just to kind of show the contrast between Claire and Ned and the other clansmen. Right. 
And Jamie is amongst the other clansmen. Yeah, he's not all. he's not featured as a hero at all. No. They're, he's just one of the gang. He's just one of the gang. He's just in the background. In fact, I had to watch it a couple of times. I'm like, is Sam Hewen even in there? And he is. He's just, you have to look hard to see him. But he's there and he's laughing and bullying Willie. They're having a raucous, good, Scottish good time. They are. And then they all travel together. The clansmen sing. And she and Ned ride behind them discussing education and schools. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um... Yeah, Ned said that he came from, he was uh, educated in Edinburgh and, yep. uh, you know, basically, but 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 wanted to live a life of adventure. So here we are in the Highlands. Explained that he got hired by Colm's father. Jacob, yeah. Jacob, mm-hmm. and uh, and has since been, been working for the Laird. He says something kind of cute. He says, I'm older than I look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said to Joe... Do you remember what I said to you during this? I said, why doesn't she just marry Ned? Yeah, I said, why didn't she marry Ned and live happily ever after? They could have had a That's very right, yeah. happy life. Well, what did Joe say? Do you remember? I don't remember. Something because uh, Jamie's like twenty years younger and looks better with his shirt off. I think is is what I said. Ned has a lot of wonderful qualities, and he could be totally ripped. You never know. You he never might see. Be. Yeah. You don't know. Um, and the backdrop in this whole episode is stunning. If you haven't already fallen in love with the Scottish Highlands when you're watching the show. I think you really would in this in this episode. Yeah, it's nice. Um, okay. Although I will say, mm-hmm. still does not hold a candle to actually being there. True. Having been in the Scottish Highlands, mm-hmm. it's possibly the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with this show. No. Yep. It's just a really beautiful place. It is beautiful. So you can see that in the evenings when they camp... And they all sit around the fire that she's being excluded because they're speaking right. Gaelic. Yeah, and they're doing it on purpose. They're not, it's not just casual exclusion. Yeah. They're purposefully communicating. To exclude know. her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jamie comes to talk to her and offers her a piece of bread mm-hmm. and says, don't worry about what they're saying last. They just don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. And she says, do you think that I'm an English spy? And do you remember what he responds? He responds quite honestly. Yeah, I can't remember what it was something like you might be, you might not be, but I can't remember exactly. He what he was. says um, he doesn't really answer yes or no. Oh. He says I think that there's things that you're right. not telling us. That's what it was. And he says, and I know you tried to escape at the gathering, and it's still on your mind, plain and clear. Yeah. And uh, Claire gets sulky. She does. <laughs> it's not really. It's kind and of out of character. Storms for her. and yeah. storms off. She just goes sulks in her tent. And wait. Jamie calls after her. Well, you did ask. Yeah. Like, why are you getting pissy with me when you asked me what I thought of you? I think you're not being honest yeah. and that you're trying to escape. <laughs> Maybe you're not a spy, but you are a liar. Yeah, and <laughs> desperately trying to right. escape. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I like this Jamie. Did you like this Jamie? Uh, as opposed to which other Jamie? Um, like maybe like Jamie. bad decision Jamie? In season three? Yeah. Yeah, like just constant... I just find that the characters just get less sensible as the show carries on. So this is just more... But that happens in a lot of shows. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. But yeah, so this is... Yeah. No, I mean, I just... Just everything about this phase of the show seems to be more sensible. Although Claire does do a few less than sensible things later in this episode. Well, yes. So while the men are collecting rent... Mm-hmm. Claire wanders off and meets the women who she can hear they're singing and they're setting right. dye to wool. So just to what they're going, what they're doing is they're going around and yep. they're collecting money 
uh, or goods in exchange for money uh, for the from the Mackenzie clan for the Laird. Colm right. can't go himself because yeah. he has that affliction, so Dougal goes on his behalf. So they're going around and they're collecting money. And Dougal, I mean, he seems so powerful in these scenes. Yeah. You know, he's greeting everyone. He knows their names. He's friendly, but, like, he is the boss. I mean, he's, I mean they call him the war chief. You right. You don't get a title like that without Forgot having some, some, some swing. Yeah. And Ned is just sitting there calculating, keeping track. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then she wanders off. Claire wanders off and um, finds a bunch of women, like I said, who are setting dye with piss. That's right. Hot piss. With hot piss. That's right. Um, and she joins them. I think she's kind of very lonely and, and a little bored yeah. at this point. And some of them don't take too kindly to her being there, but... Uh, but she the, gets her hands all messy with the hot piss. Right, yeah. And she, she starts trying to sing along. Like, it's quite, yeah, it's the quite one, sweet. The one main lady, I can't remember. She introduced herself, but I can't remember her name. She her seems name is to, Donalda. Something like that, yeah, yeah. She takes to Claire, though. Yeah. Afterwards, Claire joins them for a drink. And nonchalantly asks about Craig Nadoon, which right. is smart on her part, right? Because mm-hmm. she's like, I've asked those other guys a hundred times about Craig Nadoon. They're starting to get suspicious. Right. No one's answering me. going to throw it out there. Craig, no what? Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, they tell her that they need some fresh, right. f- some fresh pee. Well, also, before mm-hmm. that, though, the one lady, when she brings up Craig Nadoon, the lady tells her that they're about three days away as the crow flies. As, so yeah. not... Not that close. That's not that close. But probably closer than she was at Castleia. Right, yeah. So getting there. Um, so she is just about, like, she's just about to pee in a pot mm-hmm. when Angus walks in yeah. and he is He's livid. very mad. He's he very is mad, Angus. so mad. He's rough handling her. He basically is pushing and shoving her back to where the others are. And one of the reasons he's mad is because Dougal, I guess, had given him a hard time. Yeah. Saying, like, where is she? And Angus and is like... And he the Sassanac. Yeah. yeah. Um... But it's interesting because as he's rough handling her, there is a shot of all of them noticing, including Jamie, and he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like, well, he found her. That's, That's good. That's right, yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, she's being treated badly enough that uh, an Englishman. Yeah, a person who, he comes out, you think he's wearing a blacksmith's apron, so you get the impression like that he's just the, the, the blacksmith or something like that, mm-hmm. comes out and inquires about her well-being, and... Uh, Basically, Angus, you know, they have a pissing contest and the the British guy backs down when all the Scottish guys kind of nonchalantly put their hands on their daggers. They all and, do. Yeah, and they all... Except for Ned. He kind of yeah, starts backing Ned doesn't away. own a dagger. <laughs> so, yeah, they they, yeah, they all just put their hands on their daggers and stare him down and wisely British dude goes away. He does. For now. Yes. And then the next scene in a darkened pub... Mm-hmm. They close the door. Oh, what were you gonna say? I feel like we've missed the. Where did is it somewhere in there where she try where she has a fight with uh, Rupert and she tries to give back the goat. Right. Because well, the nice yeah, Scottish well, lady says that they couldn't feed their kid because they had to give away the goat. Yeah, yeah. And then she has it out with. Was that there where she yeah, has it out with Dougal yeah, and Rupert? Yeah. She's drunk. She so is she, drunk. Yeah. Right. And there's a cute there's a cute scene where well scene there's a cute line where. Angus is like, you're drunk and you smell like piss. And she's like, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Because <laughs> he probably right. is always drunk and smells like, like piss. piss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that whole interaction. That's mm. when he's rough handling her. And now, Rupert doesn't rough handle her, but he's like, give me back my goat. No, he's just like holding the goat <laughs> while like, she pulls is, and he's looking at Dougal like, what's my, this goat. my goat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a tough scene for Claire. 
Um, so then after that scene, they're in a darkened pub. They close the door and Dougal start, starts speaking in Gaelic. And he's speaking to a group of people. He's speaking emphatically. Mm-hmm. And everyone is listening. And then he rips off Jamie's shirt. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, oh, Well, and Jamie and is his... really surprised. Right. He's kind yeah, of like, he... what the heck? And Murta, who's right across from Jamie, stands up. I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed. But I didn't notice When Dougal starts doing that, Murta stands up, which right. shows... That he caught them all off guard by right, doing it, right? Because right. Murta's like, what is happening? Because Murta is so protective of mm-hmm. Jamie, which must be the most stressful job on earth, oh, trying okay. to make sure that Jamie Frazier stays right. out of Especially trouble and out of harm. Oh, he hasn't even met Claire Randall yet. She only makes that job harder. That's true. That's true. So um, then Dougal tells Claire to mend the shirt. Right. And Claire says, mend it yourself, because she's still very upset by everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And Dougal responds, the lad can wear rags for all I care, at which point... Oh, no, and so then... And she picks it up, but Jimmy's like, I can mend my own shirt! And he, <laughs> story, he gets sulky and he runs well, away. in his defense, there's two jerks saying they're not going to fix his shirt, right. right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny, though. Yes. So then the next scene is between her and Ned Gowan, and they're by the water... And he offers her black pudding. And mm-hmm. she tells him that she thinks that he and Dougal are stealing from Colum. Right. And he and, and that they're basically keeping yeah. some of the rent money for themselves. Right. And There's he lets her believe that. Works net up. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's like, like yeah, oh, aren't yeah. you a perceptive yeah, you little sure, Sassanac? You sure got us. It's, yeah. it's, it's certainly too bad that women can't be lawyers. Yeah, yeah. And she so. says, not yet. And he's like, well, it'll be centuries before that so happens. Just two. Just yeah. two. So you th- it looks like, um, you know, he's he's basically placating her. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're bad. Yeah, gotta go. But now. that being said, despite the fact that she's calling him a thief and he's placating her, they still have a nice camaraderie. She oh, absolutely, Ned. yeah. I mean, he she's sitting over there by herself. He brings her black pudding. Right. Um, Which is gross. For it the is gross. Yeah. Black pudding is gross. If anyone's wondering. And then there's this great montage of them on the road and the repetition of the riding and the camping, the collecting of funds, Dougal's speech. The ripping of shirts. The ripping of a shirt. And I will just interject and say that the first time we watched this episode together, you, <laughs> when you saw like the many times that he kept ripping Jamie's shirt, you were like, Jesus Christ, why didn't he give him a heads up on this and say like, hey... Just FYI, you might want to bring at least one extra shirt. <laughs> it's true. That's true. He could have, like, packed an extra shirt if like, this like, was going to be his party trick. That means every time he has to mend yeah. his shirt afterwards. <laughs> Makes it easier to rip, though. Makes a nice seam. I don't know. But, yeah, it's... Yeah. There's so much going on in this episode, which is one of the reasons why I it's love a, it. It's a packed plot episode. It's packed with plot. It's packed with amazing characters. Um, we're introduced to the watch... Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're setting someone's house on fire and Jamie takes off because they would turn him into the English. Right. But again, they don't stop them. In fact, Dougal goes up and the watch sort of pays a tribute to him, which again, Claire finds repugnant. She basically, you know, at this point she basically thinks that Dougal just, you know, takes his share from, from everyone. Basically almost... Almost like a crime lord or oh, something like she's, that. Yeah. Well, and then right after that, they're all by the campfire again. Mm-hmm. And Angus is giving away food, like good-looking food, not like that 
gross squirrel he first offered her in the yeah. first, but it's like this, it looks like a turkey. And he goes up and offers it to her. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting in between Ned and Jamie. Right. And she said, I don't eat stolen food. Yeah. And, uh... Angus gets real fired up. Well, and then she says something like, and I don't want to sit amongst thieves. And yeah. Angus loses it on yeah. her. And it's funny, because I actually rewatched this scene a bunch of times. He turns around and lunges towards her. And both Ned and Jamie kind of lean towards her. So they are almost um, instinctively protecting her because right. they weren't expecting Angus to right. flip out too. They're both eating their delicious turkey. Angus turns around with a knife towards Clara's throat. Yeah. And I watched it and both Ned and Jamie kind of lunge, but they don't. Neither actually stop They don't him. do anything, but they both well, are. Well, Jamie steps in eventually, but. But in a very diplomatic way. Right. He's like, Angus, there's more for us. She doesn't want it. Right. Who cares? Right. Just give it to me. Right. Which, again, very interesting because later, if anyone looks at Claire the wrong way, Jamie yeah. gets into some sort of huge amounts of trouble and, you know, is sent to prison or is beaten to a pulp or something. But he's he's playing it pretty smart right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I also think Angus and Rupert are, I mean, also the, like, basically the two main henchmen of Dougal. So... Punching Angus is essentially, I think, punching Dougal, right? Like, right. so that would really have started something if. That's true. You know, that's true. Uh, but then, so does Jamie not? But isn't that when he he pulls her aside and is basically like, "Hey, you got to shut the hell up." Yeah, he. Well, okay. First of all, I wanted to point out that before all of this happens, right before Angus lunges towards yeah. her, Willie asks her, "What's the matter with you?" And I want to talk about Willie. Do you know who Willie is? No, I don't really. I know he's there in this season, but the... He's there in this season, and I believe he was supposed to continue on in season two, but the actor that plays Willie is actually... He got a different... A better a, job? A different job. A different job, we'll So they weren't it. able to continue his character on. Right. But he's a great character. He's a sweet character, and he is always, much like Ned and Jamie, a little more sensitive to Claire. Mm-hmm. And on one of Ronald D. Moore's podcasts, he said that if Jamie hadn't been there, that Willie probably would have married her because he was... He, he was uh, sweet and very young. He's the one that they were bullying yeah. in, at the beginning. But anyways, it's, it's just a cute character beat where Willie just looks up and says, what's the matter with you? Because he can tell she's super upset right. and is also caught off guard. So after that interaction between her and Angus happens, Jamie follows her and she's like, you know where I come from? And he interrupts her and he actually gives her two great pieces of advice. The first, he th- the first thing he says is, it does, he interrupts her and says... Which she probably forgets. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, he inter- he says, it doesn't matter where you came from. You're here. Right. That's the first thing he says. And then the second thing he says is, you're not to judge things you don't understand. Yeah. And then he walks away. Claire has no response. No. She's like, that's what I do. <laughs> that's literally the fabric of my being. Yeah. 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 Um... But very shortly after, I think actually in the next, the next scene, because she, they, as they're traveling, they see those two Scots that are hung up on those X's. Yeah, yeah, a tray with with T's carved into them, uh, and that was by the not the watch, but by the uh, the redcoats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in Dougal's next darkened pub scene yeah. he doesn't even rip off yeah he doesn't need he, he uses that as, as ammunition he uses that and she realizes because she hears even though it's in gaelic she hears long live charles stewart right and she realizes that what they're doing is not criminal it's political 
Yeah, so they're basically... Uh, and this is where it would probably get muddy for a lot of people that are that are viewing it that don't really understand the history of Scotland and mm-hmm. that kind of thing because they just sort of say it once and never really go back well, to no, it. Well, no, they do because remember she has that flashback of no, Frank saying to her, I know. Oh, is that the one? I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, like if you're not really yeah. paying attention, you don't understand that basically they... The, I don't even really fully understand the Jacobite Revolution. I've, this is the second time I've seen the show. And I watch Rob Roy, which is all about the Jacobite Revolution and a far superior piece of work. Great movie. Strongly disagree. Love Liam Neeson. Not a good movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Don't. Save yourself. Anyway. It's a horrible movie. I really like that film. It's not great at all. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Um, <laughs> so. Not good. Should we keep doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Anyways. Should. So she realizes that they're not criminal. Right. They're political. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Long story short, they're trying to raise money for the Jacobite army, which is trying to get a Catholic king onto the British throne. Charles Stewart. Yeah. A man named Charles Stewart. That's right. right. Otherwise known as Bonnie Prince Charlie. Correct. That night, she is sleeping in a room, I guess, at the top of the pub. Yeah. I'm not really sure what happened there. I guess she's in the pub somehow. They're sleeping in a place. Yeah. Yeah. And she... Uh, Here's something outside yep. of her door, takes a candlestick, yep. walks out, and oh. uh, what does she do? Trips, Trips on over Jamie. Jamie. And this is a pretty sweet scene. Well, and this is the beginning of... The, I feel like this is the first true sort of... She's looking at him with some pretty hazy yeah, eyes. Yeah, and yeah. how could you not, though? That is so romantic. That is something that you would have done for me. Thank you. You were, mm-hmm. you were very old-fashioned. I would have brought a blanket. For yourself. For myself. That's correct. He yeah. ended up taking her exactly. blanket. Exactly. And he did not say no. So yeah. I think so it was probably cold out Basically, there. she's lying out there and he's like, there's a bunch he's of drunken, lying out there. drunken Scottish men yeah. down in the, the common room and I feel like they might come up here and try and do some stuff. And she's like, well, as it turns out, my Mount of Venus is rocking right now and would you like to come in and get warm? And she's like, he says, that would be scandalous. Yeah. And, you know, she's... Basically says I've been sleeping with ten Scotsmen on the road for. She's weeks not inviting now. him for any hanky panky at that no, point. No, but who knows what would happen if that door closed? She is looking at him with pretty. Yeah, she's got lusty eyes. Yeah, and he's he's like a deer in the headlights. With her, he's like you ain't leery. <laughs> but he always has been a little deer in the right, headlights right. with her. He is, yeah. So they have this really sweet moment where she hands him the blanket and mm-hmm. <laughs> you pointed out because their their hands connect mm-hmm. and do you remember what you started no, saying what did i say mount of venus alert mount of venus alert he's touched my mount of venus that's right that's true it's exactly what happened sparked her right up yeah but she closes the door yeah that's right yeah she and it's over. And, it's yeah. over and the next morning when she goes down she's like good morning mr mc and he is totally he just finishes eating and he's like well the horses need to be fed yeah. see you later yeah so she goes she's in. in she's in now well i don't know if she's in because she's still desperately trying to get back to her husband less, but she's like so. you know who's pretty pretty cute yeah well she's also seen jamie without his shirt on for about 14 days in a row now she's getting you know she's getting an eyeful she's mm-hmm. in, in feeling compassionate towards him mm-hmm. so because jamie's gone she chooses her next best friend she sits beside ned mm-hmm. and she says i know i know what you're doing and it's a doomed cause yeah and ned to- says you speak about history you speak about what's going to happen as if it's already ancient history. Like, he's like, who do you think you are? Because she is speaking. I mean, what is she thinking? She's like, it's doomed. You're all going to die. It's a fact. Yeah. It's like, Claire, 
remember, people don't know that you went back in time. Yeah. You can't talk and like I, that. I, I remember when I first, when I watched this episode the first time, I thought that she was going to tell Ned Gowan. Because I would have thought if anyone would possibly believe her mm-hmm. and not write her off as a witch. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Ned would have written her off as a witch. No, I don't think he you would know, have. So, so if anyone would have, he may not have believed her, but I feel like he would have been the safest person to tell. Yeah. Uh, or at least to attempt to tell. But she doesn't. She just instead tells him, trust me, I know this is a lost cause. And Ned basically says, I think we'll take our chances, thanks. Yeah, they, he does. Yeah. So do you think he would have been a better person for her to tell than Mrs. Fitz? I think he would have been, in the entire show, the best person to tell. Really? Absolutely. Do you think he would have married her and they would have lived happily ever after? No. but uh, Do you think he would have taken her to Craig Nadoon? I think he would have. I mean, you know, I don't know how the story would have gone, but just as I see the character, I think he would have helped her get home. Oh. Yeah, I think that was a missed opportunity. That would have been a really, really good. Yeah, episode. I could have wrapped this. I could have wrapped this shit up in one season. Saved y'all a lot of, a lot of grief. So sorry. While they're talking. There is a bunch of dirty-looking Scotsmen yeah. making lewd other, com- other dirty-looking yeah. Scotland, Scotsmen making lewd comments. Right again, about her. speaking in Gaelic and looking over but at her. But you see, Ned understands what's happening. Everybody he does. Yeah, he they kind of looks do. over, but he keeps talking to her. Right. And then finally, Angus goes up, grabs one of their heads, and slams it against the table. Right. And then it just turns into a brawl, bar fight. Yeah, brawl. Yeah. yeah. And Claire says, "Here we go," and right. runs to the corner to stay with out of Ned. <laughs> With Ned, who... is cowering with some books in his hand. Bless him. They keep showing right. the crazy fight where people are being thrown against walls and punched in the face. And then they show Claire off in the corner looking annoyed. And Ned, almost like holding on to her. Hiding behind Claire. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. And then it, then it cuts to the end of the fight. End of the fight. And Murta says to her, you know, we were fighting over you. You were the reason. Right. Murta, not a scratch on him. Well, and it's a surprise because she basically says, you boys are a bunch of idiots. Like, she just thinks they were fighting because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize that Angus, of all people, was actually Spending defending her honor. And I love the line. I can't, I don't know if you've got it written down on your on your sheet there. But uh, where Murta basically says, you know... We can insult you, yeah. but nobody, no other Scotsman can, or something like that. I can't remember his line. It was brilliant. It was, I don't have a. If we were down, doing but... line of the episode, which we're not doing for the recap, yeah. uh, that would be my line. It was yeah. a great line. Yeah, we should do line of the episode. Maybe next episode we'll do line of the episode. Okay, uh, but this one no. So then they go out and they're sort of loading up their horses, and she starts looking at all of them right. in a different light. And it's all different. It's different from, from then on for a number of reasons. Because, yeah, she now knows, like she said, they're patriots, but also because they defended her honor. Yeah. Right? Angus, who literally the day before was going to stab her in the throat, <laughs> was the first <laughs> one to go friends. over and, and, and bash a guy's head against the table to defend her. Yeah. Right. But also, when she said, like, you can tell she's looking at them through different eyes. And as a viewer, you do too. Right? Like, she's yeah. watching Dougal, Angus, Rupert. Like, mm-hmm. as a viewer, I am now going to... I know I'm going to have to watch all of these people die. Right. Well, and she says, yeah, they're, you know, now that I look at them, they're not... I don't look at them as thieves. I look at them as... Uh, she said rebels or patriots. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, you know, which is a big difference. Yeah. Um, 
And then she makes that funny joke about Rupert. Right, yeah. And they all yeah. laugh. He says, yeah, I've she... never heard a woman make a joke before, yeah. which I don't think growing up in the Castle Leoc with Mrs. Fitz, he's never heard a woman made a joke. Mrs. Fitz would have made a joke. Maybe not in that, that situation. Not about not, not jerking a... off? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not a lewd joke, probably, right. like that. You know, right. and not, not in that... Um, that company, you know, like a road joke, like basically like a locker room joke. Yeah, really that's is what true. it was. That's such a good way to describe it. They yeah. all thought it was hilarious. Yeah. After a long pause, pause like, like Claire kind of, which a rare moment of Claire doubting herself or her choices. Yeah, she actually yeah. looks a little nervous after yeah. her joke. Yeah. But then, uh, but then but it's, it's a smash hit. Smash hit, yeah. Yeah, yeah it brings yeah. the house down. So um, someone who is not closer to her, though, in the next scene no. we have at, at camp, she says something to Ned, and he just walks past yeah, her. Yeah, just, just, she's undoing something, and Ned gives her the old cold shoulder. Which, I mean, she was pretty, I mean, this is something that Ned obviously believes passionately about, or mm-hmm. he wouldn't be on the road going with them. Right. And he didn't like being told, you're absolutely wrong, and everything you hope and dream will not work out. Who does? Well, that, but also, now Claire's a threat. She go, She went from being a friend who thought he was just maybe a thief, to now... She actually knows what they're doing. And she doesn't think it's a good idea. She doesn't think it's a good idea, and she's a threat. Like, if she yeah. goes to the British, they'll all die. Yeah. You know, like, if they're thieves, they're not going to die. But if they're Jacobites, they're dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so now she she went from being, you know, just a uh, you know, fairly harmless person to talk to, to a massive threat to all of their lives. Mm-hmm. And Ned is no longer chummy. With that. No more black pudding for you, Claire. They're not chummy. So she goes to the water to bathe mm. or to clean up, wash and, up. And Angus and Rupert go to go and Dougal says, nope, just let her go. Yeah. But that's because we find out Dougal wanted to go talk to her alone. Right. So he follows her and he is, I mean, he is a scary man. He, when he wants to be scary, that he can be a scary dude. Yeah. Um that beard? He's got like a... Really interestingly quaffed beard. This is an angry man's beard. One of his ears is always kind of out and looking oh, at you. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll look for yeah. that. Yeah. And then uh, Lieutenant Jeremy Someone comes up again. Yeah, and he doesn't says, get a chance to really interrogate her. But he is interrogating. Like, you well, can he tell says, that, who are you? Yeah. And she's saved by yeah. Lieutenant Jeremy So-and-so. Right, so we says, find out the blacksmith was a, red, was, a, was a red coat lieutenant. Yeah. Do you remember that this character, this wonderful, fresh-faced, young rescue man, comes back in season two? Uh, I remember you pointing it out as I was slogging through the second season. Do you remember what happens to him? No. We're not doing a season two recap, so I'll never Of will. course we are, and we will discuss it then. But he, Dougal, kills him in a brutal way. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. It seems like a nice short. Can't remember. Maybe it goes south. We'll see what happens. And then uh, something, but something does happen in this episode that I don't know happens in any other episode. They cliffhanger. Have, yeah, they have a cliffhanger. Cut to black. Yeah. Just a cut to black cliffhanger. Like, are you okay? I will ask you again. But you right. can see he's also entrapped them. Right. So basically, this is, Claire has, she can basically... Fuck them all over if she wants. Their, her, their lives are now in her hands. Yeah. You know, and it's so... She can say, oh, another English person, thank goodness. These guys are Scots and they're doing this. Right. And they save held me. me. Yeah, save yeah. me. Yeah. Or, you know... And so what would you do? 
God, I don't know. I mean, you would think in her situation, she's not getting to Craig Nadoon with the Scotsman. They're not letting her go, so... But they're also the only friends, connections that she has. I mean, it's fortuitous for them that it happened when it did, because I believe that, you know, two days ago, showtime, if two days previous that that scenario would have happened, she would have thrown him under the bus and walked away. You think so? Absolutely. Even Jamie and Ned? Yeah, I think she would have just been like, "Save me, get me out of here!" Like this is this is my my big out. Uh, but now, you know, she knows that they're not bad good, people, good-hearted rebels. So yeah. now she's less inclined to uh, to f them right over. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember if she does or doesn't. But we'll find like, out when we watch the next yeah, episode. Yeah, I feel like Blackjack Randall comes into play here pretty soon. So somehow I think she goes with Lieutenant. Red red pants. We'll I can't. See what I can't remember. We'll, we'll find see out. See what happens. Yeah. So, what was your favorite scene of the episode? Um, my favorite scene of the episode, I think, was the scene with my favorite line. The scene after, right after the bar fight, where where right. basically, you know, Murtaugh says that they were defending her honor. Okay. I just like that scene because it was a it was just a a turn for for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite scene was, I mean, I love when they're actually fighting and Ned and Ned is all mm-hmm. like cuddled up to Claire watching in fear. I love that. But I also really like the scene between her and Jamie. The door scene. The door scene. I knew that. How can you not, I, I, how I can you not love that scene? Well, when you're watching you. it for the first time and you're like, are you, what? He is sleeping outside her door to protect her? And I would have guessed, I would have bet a hundred thousand dollars that was going to be your scene for sure because it is in this episode the only real like romancy part of the whole episode you know but and it's that's, a good like i'm not all romancy all the time for okay. example in season three there were some romancy scenes that i was not into right this is a nice it is. It, it's a it's a well well played romantic scene but it's you know for the people for the for the romance demo that's what you're going to be grabbing onto is that scene for sure. You yeah. don't really care about the, you know, the people that, that tune in to see shirtless Jamie don't care about the Jacobite cause. Yeah. You know, uh, probably anyway. So uh, I, I'm really surprised that the you know considering the way that this show really kind of ends up going that that they spent that much time on on this deep Jacobite backstory. But uh, but it's so interesting. I find it interesting. I just I feel like it it's. Yeah, it's just a little off with the with a, a lot of the rest of the show's sensibilities, but uh, anyway, I don't mind it. What was your least favorite scene? Oh, my least favorite scene was I don't know the the I don't really like the scene where they were all doing the piss dive. I don't. That's my least favorite scene too. Yeah, Why? I just feel like it was. It's just she's suddenly surrounded by a bunch of strangers again, yeah, and it, it's like I'm not into this. Like, yeah. take me back to the interesting stuff. Right, and it just I don't know for some reason it seemed a little forced, and I don't know. It just yeah, stood the out. ish long too long too, too could long. have been shorter. Yeah, yeah, you, like yeah. I get the point. She was like reaching out to other right. people, and she wanted to find out about Craig Nadoon, but. Too long, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my least yeah, favorite. Yeah, like you could have, well. you could have got rid of the, you could have just taken a rate to the cabin, yeah, the whiskey cabin, yeah, or whatever they were drinking. Yeah, I didn't really like that. No, okay, loin points. Oh, I don't know. What I give the last one? 
Oh, you didn't write it I down. Think, well, 48, I'll tell you. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. 40, I give this one, what was the last episode about? Oh, Outlander. Um, so the last one was The Gathering. Right, The Gathering. And the, and it had like the... 49. You give this 49? Are 49. you crazy? This is an incredible episode. I gave it one more than the 49? last one. 49? It's 49. No, you give it a 75 at least. No, I sure don't. Joe, Let me guess what you I sit, 100. I sit right? beside you when you watch these shows. I can tell you your enjoyment level was way higher than okay. a 49. Okay. I need you to reassess. 51. I feel like it's got to be no, in the 60s. No, because I wouldn't watch it again. Anything over 50, I'd watch again. 49. No, that's what we do when we watch movies. Anything over 50, we watch again. This is yeah. a show called Outlander that you're watching. It has Rob Roy, 88. Um, Rob Roy is a solid 10. Wrong. That's not true. 88. Don't go wrong like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I said it, I regretted it. Sorry to it's Penny. A, it's an inside joke. American viewers just just stop now right yeah for everything yeah so um would you like to know what i would give this episode yes please a hundred i know except if i could give it a little bit more i would like to i would like to give it 105 because it was the first episode of outlander i fell in love with 105 i think i would give it we're breaking the glass ceiling is charlie I mean, and the chocolate factory territory i think if you can give every single one of them less than 50 i can give one of them 105 no because i'm still on the scale <laughs> this is the problem with giving Your things 100 thwarted, though it doesn't make thwarted. any sense that's that doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> anyway 105 105 Final take answer. it run with it yes. well, i give this one a negative 20 what <laughs> okay you've done that no. before oh yeah i should anyway if I could go back and rewrite some episodes. Anyway, you so lock it in. 49 and 105. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Good stuff. Yeah. So um, should we jump right into our contest? Loinlander trivia. Okay, so this is Megan's question. Megan's Loinlander trivia. Question three. Take it away, Meg. Who was cast first? Sam Hewen or Katrina Balfe? And if people wanted to answer that question, where could they contact us? They can contact us at loinlander at gmail.com or Twitter at loinlander or somewhere on Facebook. It's called loinlander. <laughs> Just type it in the search bar. It'll, yeah. it'll pop You'll up. You'll find us. You'll find us. Um, so yeah, so is there anything else we need to cover? No, that's a wrap. Then that is a wrap for this week's edition of Loinlander. Recap. Recap edition. Uh, anyway, have a great night and uh, keep on keep on listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I'll be back in time